0: Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your ass. Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. My boy BT's got some quick hands down there. In Miami, so all about head movement in this one. Welcome back into hour number two. You're going to fight me, sports machine, Sean Fiend, producer Jake, and now my co-host slash opponent, Brendan Tobin. You're going to fight me if I say, besides GSP, I think Rory McDonald, clearly the second best Canadian fighter of all time. Of course, I bring it up because UFC 289 tonight, A, in Canada, in BC. Man. Roy was a
1: beast. He really was. And, uh, glad to see that his fight, uh, is going in the hall of fame with, uh, with Robbie law. That's my favorite one, man. I love, uh, I, I love that fight. That fight was so damn good. And you think about man, Roy was on top. If he didn't, if he was just able to withstand it a little bit, what would his career have been if he would have finally gotten the belt? You know? Cause that was, a, you know, that guy was, he was just a wonder. So. No, nah, i got not gonna fight you on that. I love Roy McDonald. cool dude too. I I enjoyed. I got to sit down with him one time when he moved down here because he because of a COVID lockdown. Everybody
0: was moving down here, dude, and he uh he was a cool he was a cool guy. Yeah, that Roy versus Robbie fight. Of course, it was going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I think if you ask most people, they would say that's either the best UFC fight they've ever seen or maybe the tough one finale was the best fight that they've ever seen. But I think that basically those are the two answers. Now, maybe people have different opinions, but to me, I've always gone back and forth between those two fights. Are you going to fight me if I say, Benil Daryush is actually a really exciting fighter? Not like kind of he's fun to watch. I think he's a really exciting fighter. No, I'm not going to fight you on that. Like, he is a really exciting fighter. I think
1: it is an interesting thing. I, I think that... One of the things that has been interesting with guys getting their chance and when they get their chance, you know, he is in a division that's not only very stacked, but it's been very weird. You know, you think about the Connor element everything, the Khabib, like, think about all the guys who have been on top in the time that he's been there. You know, so it's a lot of stuff that you have to wait through. So it's not all completely on him. Like, we look right now, and we probably would think about this with a few guys at Bantamweight right now, just because there's so many good guys. Welterweight. And then you think about a place like heavyweight, and it's like, who who is the next guy that we should have fight? Like, it just depends on 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 what divisions on fire. Then, who uh, then who will pop up there and and be that next guy? But no, he's a really exciting fighter. It's it's cool that if he gets this one tonight, it seems like he'll uh, finally get his uh, his respect and finally get that chance at the belt. Um, and I do think that uh, a lot of people would be introduced to what uh,
0: what kind of a. Draw the guy can be, or, or how exciting he can be. And if you want to hear me and Brendan talk with the aforementioned Benil Daru, he's going to join us coming up about a half hour from now. Benil Darush, Benny joins the show about a half hour from now. I'm going to ask him if he's surprised that he's the favorite tonight, which he is, a minus one fifty. Oh, uh, speaking of tonight, Amanda Nunes, the goat, with the lioness, in the main event taking on Aldana. I think that it goes a man- when it comes to female fighters all time. I, I think it goes Amanda one, cyborg two. You gonna fight me? Um man, it's a good
1: question. I don't know. I think I'd still put Valentina above cyborg. I think I would. I think that you know the 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 type of talent she has. Um, I think that she's up there for me. You know, Cyborg is just, Cyborg's definitely a pioneer. So I think she's got to be in the top four. And then Rhonda, you know, I feel well, like ronda has got to get adjusted too, too. You know, like, you know, I understand, you know, she had two terrible fights there at the end, but man, none of it happens if it's not for her. And before that, she was really, really difficult to
0: beat up until those two last losses. Where's a friend of the show, Yo Jacek, the Boogie woman? Top five, right? Um,
1: I don't know if she's top five. I feel like, like she probably so was. A, nah, because you think about, you know, Rose and, and Waylon. Like she's a pioneer for sure for the for the little fighter. Like, she's up there, but, you know, like how specialized are we going to get with this list? Like, I think I've given you the nod of the person no, I, who got no criteria. in the if UFC. If you're
0: a female, you can make my list, and I have – Here's my list. Not that you asked, but I'd have Amanda one, Cyborg two – Rousey, three. I guess you could sell me on Valentina, four. And then give me give me JJ at five. I got her in my top five. She's the boogie woman. Over Rose? Right. Yeah, over Rose. All right. Over Rose. Seems but definitely silly. Rose is six, six or seven. Um, you're going to fight me? And I don't think you are. The Masvidal-Jake Paul confrontation, a million percent fake. No, yeah. They, they, they ended up doing like a podcast together or something like that. Completely fake. Not a thing. What, 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 why even just to get some clicks before the podcast? Like, why did they do that? You know what I'm talking about, right? You saw the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. The they had a time.
1: confrontation yeah. at his Miami super headquarters, corny. super corny, super corny, definitely corny. Um, I haven't seen the podcast. So I don't know if it was a good interview or not, but uh, you know, I think uh, I, I never really got their beef anyway. I thought that like their whole, like, cause they were cool beforehand and then all of a sudden they hated each other makes me wonder if like you know at one point is is, or jorge and colby gonna hug it out you know and was that whole thing
0: staged marlon Marias, man so he's retired now but only after getting knocked out for the seventh seventh dude seventh fight in a row are you gonna fight me if i say that's just a terrible corner You cannot let your fire get knocked out seven times in a row before you finally hang them up. And I know there are some guys out there like Anthony Smith that says, if my corner throws in the towel or whatever, then they're going to get thrown off my team immediately. Fine, but that's your job. Getting knocked out seven times in a row, man, that's brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. I think a lot of it has been in, like,
1: you know, it it was funny. I think he was, like, ended up not only – was he losing in PFL? But like at one point, I think before he got called back to the UFC, cause he had a rough ending at the UFC, he was going to go fight in Khabib's promotion in Eagle. Yeah. And then he ended up going to UFC. So look, man. Yeah. Probably should have hung him up a lot earlier. Cause he he's, yeah. he's lost in a lot of brutal fashions, but you know, for me, it's, it is always a tough thing. You know, we tell these fighters, Hey, you got to hang it up here. This is how they make their living, you know. I I do think that that's that's how he goes about it. If he is, it, it, you know, it, I, I have a hard time telling guys like, hey, you can't do this anymore. Stop making a living. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a brutal watch for for Moraes. and so it's kind of crazy because you know it's a guy that was uh, at one point one of the best bantamweight fighters in the world. We thought
0: that he was going to be champion. Say the same thing about somebody like Donald Cerrone. And yeah, great fighter, but towards the end, man, when you're like one and eight in your last nine fights and you're getting knocked out and the way you're losing quick and Conor McGregor's beating you in the fashion that he is, I just, at some point, you got to blame it on somebody besides the fighter. Um, Speaking of fighters, super fishy that we haven't heard a whole lot about Hamzad Jemaev. He was the guy we heard the most about for probably the first year you and I did this show. And over the last several months, coming up on a year, it's been crickets. You're gonna fight me if I say something's up. I don't know what that something is, but something's up.
1: I don't think something's up. I just don't know what makes sense for him. You know, like I think the thing that's interesting is I I, I just always come back to this with Hamzad. Is like, I don't know what weight class you you fight in. I don't know where to divert my attention to. You last time we saw you, you just basically took a leak on the scale and you're just like whatevs and they just kind of like <laughs> let him have that and so then they were like oh no he's gonna fight Kamaru Usman which Dana White said was total BS this week which makes me believe it's probably true but um I I don't know I don't I like, I I genuinely I don't think something's fishy I think that they're just searching for what's the right answer for him where does he want to fight I don't think they really know right now
0: I mean I think you just said it I think Usman is the natural fight to mate. the question is does, is that the guy that Usman wants to get in the cage with? Because you could argue that he's maybe a fight away already from getting right back in the championship conversation. In the case of Hamzad, I, that's 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 a tough. What do you, what kind of odds do you think we'd be looking at? That's a good question. I feel
1: like Usman would be a very slight favorite.
0: Very. I slight. feel like very I feel minus one twenty five.
1: I feel like he'd be a very slight favorite. But I feel like he deserve he would he would deserve to be a much bigger favorite. Like their resumes are not even close. I think that you're not going to out wrestle him. I don't care what Hamzad is. Gonna, you're not going to out wrestle Kamara Usman. So like, then it comes down to a striking match. Is he going to out strike Kamara Usman? I, I don't think that. I think I. I mean, like he got out struck by Gilbert Burns at certain points in their fights. So. And we've seen him be able to do it over five rounds against a guy like Colby Covington. Maybe you think that Hamzad has a little bit more power, but you know, if you're not hitting him upside the head with a leg kick, we've seen that Kamaru Usman's a pretty durable guy. He's not an easy guy. Uh, he's not an easy guy to to knock down, really. Um, so I would, I, if he was a slight favorite, I would bet Kamaru Usman. If for some reason he would got to a dog, I would run
0: to bet to Kamaru. I would run to bet to Kamaru Usman will well you say that 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 Hamzad's not gonna be able to wrestle with him. I don't know, man. And if Usman bring it's like taking down a gator, a big one. I mean, that's gonna when they get going, I mean the grappling to me is probably the most exciting part of that fight. I do agree that the odds would be slightly in favor of Usman, although we're putting our money on different fires if we ever see that fight, because I'm gonna take that plus money on Hamzad Jamayev. Uh, Joe Rogan, not on the broadcast tonight. You're gonna fight me if I say, that's fine. At this point, I like it just as much without him and i think it's bisbing taking his place by the way i like bisbing uh no i'm not gonna fight you
1: like joe rogan is he you know he just look he's too famous to do this now right like he's got the most famous podcast in the world he's got more money than god you can just kind of tell like he goes in there and he kind of wings it like he was a guy a I like, and I, I'm not a Joe Rogan hater. I like Joe Rogan's podcast, especially when he talks to fighters. Those are my favorite podcasts because you can tell Post. he's a bit of a nerd about it. But I feel like he's there's there comes a time in your fandom with everybody. You kind of have a knowledge up to this. A lot of us are probably like this with baseball. We're like we liked baseball up to a certain point, and our knowledge is better than anybody's. And now it's kind of like scattered. I think with Joe Rose, uh, Joe Rogan, a shout out to Joe Rose who's on a QAM here in the mornings. Uh, I think with Joe Rogan, it's just kind of like, eh. He knows like the stars. Is, is he that in the weeds with everybody else? I don't think so. And It kind of just feels like him and DC are spitballing, but not like in an entertaining way half the time. Like they, they, it feels like DC and Rogan. When I listen to them, they have made up their narrative on a fight three minutes into a fight, and they can't be shifted off of it. And I always feel like John Anik's got to be the guy who's kind of got to rein them in.
0: Oh, I agree with everything you said. Friend of the show, John Anik, by the way. I mean. I can't believe that I ever didn't like that guy. Not personally, just behind the microphone. Maybe it's because I was a Goldie fan, but Anik's just so good. And you're right, he does bring those guys back. Because the truth is, those dudes, none of those guys can be that easy to work with, whether it's Rogan or DC. or I imagine Paul Felder's pretty easy to work with. But like Biz Bing, he can go off on a tangent or two. Um, you're going to fight me if I say, have you heard it? First of all, you've heard Nikola Jokic, right? He's a basketball player. You know that is? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's good, right? Um, Are you going to fight me if I say he's more of a point guard than a center? Um,
1: th- Listen, dude, I get what you're saying, but I have seen that he'd have a lot of trouble scoring around him in the post, and I also have been seeing him gobble up a bazillion rebounds, so I've seen him do a lot of center things as well. And by the way, his point guard, Jamal Murray, I think he's been better than him in this series. I know that if this ends, they're going to give it to Jokic. I'm telling you right now, Jamal Murray has hit the biggest shots in this series. His triple-double was more impressive than Nikola Jokic's triple-double was. Hmm. And he should be Finals MVP if the Nuggets win, which they won't. But theoretically, if they did, then Jamal Murray right now is the front row. I don't know what the odds are right now, but like, it should be Jamal Murray. I think everybody's going to give it to Jokic because of the 30-20-10. Think about this. If you're seven foot, what's more impressive? 34-10-10 if you're 6'4", or if you're seven foot, the team you went up against shot 35%, meaning they built a brick house and there's more rebounds than ever to be available, and you get a 30-20-10. I think think Jamal Murray's triple double is more impressive.
0: I was told no math would be involved, but I do know this much. Heading into this series, you could have got Jamal Murray at, 25 to one to be MVP. Nicole Jokic was like two and a half to one. Producer Jake, do what you can, man. You got a couple minutes left. Go to BetMGM and see if you can get us the updated MVP odds. I mean, maybe you lay down a little bit on Jimmy Butler because you got to figure if they come back, it has to be Jimmy, right? So if I said the Miami Heat have ran out of gas, I assume you're going to fight me. Yeah, they're going to come back,
1: dude. Yeah. <laughs> They're the only team to win in Denver. You got to just take it one game at a time, one play at a time, one bounce at a time. You know, they've been in tougher spots this year. They had to win their way into the tournament. They did it. Three minutes down. That's do or die. Ah, You got to just pile up a three-game win streak. How many three-game win streaks have they had in this playoffs? A ton. They'll be fine.
0: Jokic. Good job, producer Jake. Minus 3,000 to win MVP. So, uh... If you want to win a dollar, you got to bet thirty. Go ahead, it's your money, not mine. The Heat winning the series eighteen to one. BT says it's going to happen. Who knows? They've been underdogs before. The problem is winning in Denver, as you point out. Yeah, they did it, but also the the Denver Nuggets didn't lose a game at home in April or May. That's two months, so they're pretty. close to beat at the crib. That's all I'm saying. He'd have now lost four straight at home. I'm more worried about winning in game six at home than I am in Denver. Touche. Coming up next, we give you the method to the madness. How's 289 going to go down? How are we going to place our bets? You want to make some money? Don't go anywhere. You're locked in the BetQL Network.